I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Major update on the crime that I've been talking about for a couple weeks. This is about the missing mother of three young boys who went missing. Now we know the first person to report her missing was not her husband, but it was her employer on January 4th. On January 3rd, she was supposed to fly out of Boston to D.C. to do some work at her real estate company. And... Her husband, once they reported that she did not show up and ask for a wellness check, her work on the January 4th, the husband said, oh, she actually left earlier than scheduled time January 3rd. She left, last I saw her, I was asleep, and she left on New Year's Day that morning or or just after, you know, midnight or whatever, um, and caught the flight early because there was a work emergency. Went in an Uber. There was no record of her ever going in Uber. No record of her ever getting on a plane on January 1st. He was arrested a couple days ago for not cooperating with police. But now they have arrested Brian Walsh for her murder, even though we don't have a body. Based on these Google searches that we've just become aware of, uh, Boston is reporting, these Google searches were done on his son's iPad. So this genius thought, oh, I won't do it on my phone or my computer or my iPad. I'll get my preschooler's iPad and do it on that. And chances are they won't check that iPad because he just is watching, you know, some cartoon. These are the things, this is very disturbing. These are the things that he Googled. Starting at 4.55 a.m. on New Year's Day, how long before a body starts to smell? 4.58 a.m. 
How to stop a body from decomposing. 520. How to bound a body. 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. 625. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Inherit. 634 a.m. Can you throw away body parts? 929 a.m. What does formaldehyde do? 934 a.m. How long does DNA last? 959 a.m. Can identification be made on partial remains? 1134 a.m. Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. 1144 a.m. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. 1056 a.m. Luminol to detect blood. 108 in the afternoon. What happens when you put a body in ammonia? Um, 120. Okay, this is, and then this is the next day. Oh, no, this is, no, it's 121 in the afternoon the next day. That, that same day. Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? Now we go to January 2nd. Still no reporting that she's gone. And of course, the work doesn't know that she's gone because she's not expected to be there until January 3rd. January 2nd, Google searches. On the Sun's iPad, 12.45 p.m. Hacksaw, best tool to dismember. 1.10 p.m. Can you be charged with murder without a body? 1.14 p.m. Can you identify a body with, a broke, with broken teeth? So disturbing. January 3rd, Google searches. 1.02 p.m. What happens to hair on a dead body? 1.13 p.m. What is the rate of deco decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? 1.20 p.m. Can baking soda make a body smell good? Sorry, so disturbing, but just unbelievable, and I had to do the follow-up on it. The audacity, the stupidity, the blatant, see, I think, I mean, the prosecutor must be thrilled to have this evidence. I don't know what this guy's defense is going to be, but hopefully at this point, he will lead the detectives to the body so there can be some peace for this family of where this woman um, is. So, so sad. Okay. Now for some fun. Madonna did a... Instagram reel or TikTok, whatever, uh, where she's hanging around with a table of famous people, one being Amy Schumer, and they're doing truth or dare, pretty clever. And she says, Amy says, I dare you, Madonna, to do a world tour. And she goes, all right, I'm doing it. So Madonna is going to go on a world tour of the last 40 years of her music. And I have gone to a lot of Madonna concerts in my life. I went to Who's That Girl. I went to the one where she was like a Hindu, Hindu cowboy stage. Um, I've been to a lot of her concerts. I think the last one I went to, though, was like just after 9-11. So it's been a long time since I've seen her in concert. I would go see this. I think she's like scary looking and all of that, but I do know every Madonna song. So if, she, if I'm going to go to a concert, I like to go to a concert where I know every song. So I think I will probably go. And I think that's pretty exciting. But this is interesting because then Madonna deleted all of her Britney posts from her IG, which I thought that was weird. She had posts with from the wedding and stuff. And I guess some sleuth went through. I don't know. I did not do all the work myself, but apparently she removed those maybe to focus on her tour. 
maybe to move away from the Britney controversy. Meanwhile, Britney last night posted a video of her in the now she knows. Listen, I think Britney Spears is listening to Juicy Scoop. On Tuesday's show, I said that she posted a photo of her dancing in her little outfits and that we knew that it was from this hotel in Maui. I believe it's the Four Seasons in Maui. We knew people matched the carpet, the way the closet doors are. And I said, and there's no way that she got there after leaving Joey's in Woodland Hills because this next post of her was Saturday. So I'm like, so it's old footage of her. Then last night, she posted herself in that same room, doesn't hide that she's at there. And she said, this is when I got a tattoo three days ago. She's doing a weird voice, but we always hear different weird voices of her. So I don't think that. And she has a guy who's doing her tattoo, but in the video, she changes outfits. And everyone that knows anything about tattoos is like, you should be in a chair. You should be staying, standing still. She's like literally moving around where the guy's trying to do it. So do the dates match up? She said this was from three days ago. So if she left Joey's on Friday and flew on Saturday, um, then, then the timeline works out. I don't believe she's there. I think all this footage is old. I think she listens to Juicy Scoop and she's trying to say, oh, well, three days ago, I, I could have gotten there three days ago. Posting this on Tuesday night, I could have arrived in Maui by Sunday or, or Saturday night after leaving Joey's. I don't believe she's in Hawaii. I do believe she's a juicy scooper. Okay. Okay. Um, the Idaho killer, we'll update on this, repeatedly messaged one of the victims on Instagram. They're not saying which of the three girls victims that he was DMing, but there's sources, people, magazine, and many other people are reporting that he did DM her several times. We don't know if it's Madison, Kaylee, or Zaina, but she did not respond. It was like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Several times she did not respond. So did they know each other? Was he someone that saw her working at the Mad Greek place? Did they ever have any interaction at a bar and he just didn't get the clue? Um, we know that he didn't really have a girlfriend. So we we do believe that he could just be a guy who got rejected. And, you know, and maybe, again, the question we don't know is, was Kaylee, whose room it was, that was the first room or the first, we believe the first victim's, it was her room and Maddie was spending the night. Was she the target? And he was hit by surprise by Maddie being there and then Zena, Zena and um, Ethan also being there. Or was he obsessed with her, but then obsessed with the whole house of the five girls and he was setting out to be the next Ted Bundy? This is the biggest question, I think, of anybody that's investigated this. And I don't think we can say for sure. There are experts that are saying, that are FBI experts and whatnot, saying they do believe that he may have killed before. Others, people saying, no, everything points to that he didn't. Hopefully, we will know more as this goes forward. Um, 
the other thing that people talk about is that what drove him to do it is that he had an incel complex. I'm like, what is that? This is this thing around that's been going around where men feel very strong rejection and they don't understand why they're being rejected by these girls. And it can almost incense them to a place of violence where they feel rejected, yet they feel entitled that they should not be rejected. And did he have that going on? He was a heavy kid who then became a heroin addict, got off heroin, and then became a vegan. Very like, so you just kind of wonder about his, you know, insecurities or whatnot. Anyway, thank God he's been arrested. So we'll follow, be following that. Another sad thing. It's just, then we're going to get into some fun stuff, but another really sad, crazy story out of California. There's this young married couple. They're only 30. They're both public defenders in Orange County, California. So they go to celebrate their one-year anniversary to Rosarito Beach. And that is a beach that's close enough that you can drive from Southern California. Um, people used to go back in the day along with Tijuana, you know, a lot of kids that went to San Diego State or whatever would go, let's go there because we can get to Mexico without getting on a plane. There are beautiful hotels there and stuff, but it is a riskier place to go versus going to Cabo San Lucas, in my opinion. Um, and then of course it's very scary if you're driving there because oftentimes, you know, there's these you know, fake cops or real cops or whatever in Mexico that might pull you over or stop you and try to shake you down and say, oh, you missed that stop sign. You didn't see it. And, um, and it can be scary. So anyway, we don't know what happened to them. We don't know what happened, but he is dead. And the family is saying that they believe he died in a brutal crime during this trip in Mexico. What happened was they were at this um, hotel and he was found like he fell over the balcony or something, but he was in his sleeping outfit, like a sleep shirt, underwear and socks. And um, very bizarre of how he got there, what happened. Um, there's a lot that we're not that we are not aware of, but it's very suspicious. The family finds it very sus suspicious. The wife is now back in America, and this is just another one of those scary stories. And I just read another story about a young girl, a nurse, who was in Cancun, who was allegedly staying at this VRBO, and she was found dead after falling off a balcony. And the, they said, oh, we assume that she couldn't get into her VRBO. And so she climbed up to the third floor of the balcony and slipped and fell and died. Very, very bizarre. So I, I mean, I, I love traveling. I love going on trips, but you know, you got to be really careful about where you choose to go. And when you're not in America, shit can happen. This is, so we'll see what happens with this, but I don't think him being a public defender I don't think his position um, matters at all. And I do believe he was fluent in Spanish. So we'll see what happens with that. Very interesting. Okay, this happened last night. 
and I did some investigative work and I'm going to lay it out there. And you guys, you know, listen, I bring you the juicy scoop. I tell you what I think. I have nothing to lose in Hollywood. Okay. And that's why I'm going to share this with you. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what's happening here, but a Juicy Scoop Obsessed member sent this to me yesterday and said, this is disgusting. Why does Jam Jamie Lee Curtis have a picture of a naked child stuffed inside of a suitcase on her wall? Update, she just deleted the post after being called out by many people in the comments. So I'm like, okay, so I look at this and Jamie Lee Curtis, Kyle Richards, very good friend, co-star of Halloween. She is the epitome of a Nepo baby. Her, her mother was a huge movie star. Her dad was Tony Curtis. She's acted since she was, you know, 19 and she's beloved and was basically a real housewives of Beverly Hills this season, which was a little too much footage for me, but whatever people seem to love it. So she posts this photo of like these table, this table and chairs in her house, something to the effect of, I got these tables and chairs from some movie I did and now I love it in my home. So she took a photo of it in her home and posted it. And what it featured was this big framed photograph in color and you zoom up and it's a child. We don't know if it's a boy or girl about, I would say seven or eight crunched up, which could be a suitcase, but in further research, it looks like it's like a, a big water tub. And the child's body is crunched in there, barely can fit, no clothes. The genitals are being covered by the child's legs folding them. Okay. It's weird. So then I go on Twitter and be like, are people freaking out about this on Twitter? And in the comments, I see someone saying, this is BetsySchneider.com's art. And she's got lots of stuff like this. And so I'm like, okay. So I looked at this woman's art. This picture did pop up. I did see it. To me, the art is disturbing. I don't know if these kids are models that got paid. I, but they're, they are kids that are all looking, some distressed, some happy. They're maybe have their underwear on. They have like you know, like they took markers to themselves. Some of them look like they're sort of in poor backyards. Um, one has his pants down and he's peeing. We don't see his genitals. We do see his bare butt. I think it's weird photos to be, I, I look, 30 years, 40 years ago, maybe, maybe you would take a picture of like this of your kid. I don't know that you'd frame it on your wall, but this isn't your kid. This is someone else's kid. Now, she took it down, Jamie Lee Curtis, right away. Probably someone's like, oh my God, you know, people are freaking out. And she's like, what losers? You know, who are these people? That are I'm just saying, if you really think it's great art and you really love this artist, you either keep it up or you say, hey, you guys are all a bunch of, you know, non-artistic people. I love seeing naked eight-year-olds in a shallow water looking sad and distressed while I eat my dinner. That's what I love. I come from an artist family. I don't know why you're so close-minded. Okay, Jamie, tell me, tell me that's what it is. This is the kind of art that was in Epstein's place. This is weird art. It, it's featuring kids, just their feet. It's distressed. 
I think it's weird. It's not my thing. If you're somebody that has that hanging up in your house, maybe rethink it. Maybe take it down. That's, but listen, you're probably not going to hear about this on your other Bravo pop culture type of shows, but I think it's weird. There you go. You tell me what you think going on. Okay. Speaking of Kyle Richards, Jamie Lee Curtis's best friend, she was asked by TMZ who could replace Lisa Renna, and she suggested Chrissy Teigen. I read the comments. A lot of people aren't excited for that. She is a controversial figure for the same reason as she'd probably like this art that Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe the two of them could have some fun. She likes this kind of stuff. She thinks it's fun and cute. Okay. She likes, you know, things like this. So anyway, but she is a young mom. She's married to a famous person. She can be fun. If she was to get picked, I predict she will have the greatest edit. People will absolutely forgive and fall in love with her. There'll be one moment where she does say, you know what? 10 years ago when I was on Twitter, I was drinking and I said some awful stuff. I said some inappropriate jokes about toddlers and tiaras. I said some awful things about Courtney Stodden. I thought I was being funny. They might have that one moment where she really kind of redeems herself on camera and she'll be funny. She'll have a couple little snarky moments, but not too mean. And everyone will love her. And then the next season, we'll have our fun. It'll, it would be interesting. I'm not saying hire or not, but I think they want to get younger people. And she's got three little kids. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. So I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Then... Reza, who's on this show called Traders that everybody is loving, it's on Peacock. I am not a big brother person because to me, I find all of that those type of shows really kind of confusing to follow. But apparently you guys all love it and people are liking it. If you like Big Brother, if you like Survivor, it's like that. I kind of almost need someone just to come over and just tell me what happened. I, I don't know. I just don't know if I have the effort, the time to put in. However, I did see the movie Menu last night. Very juicy and good. And that is on HBO Max. Okay. Anyway. So he's on Watch What Happens Live. And of course, Andy asks him, who is the most overrated housewife? And he's like, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Here's the thing, you guys. No one should be mad, including Kyle, because he said Kyle. If he doesn't say it, if he says, I take the fifth, you don't get a clip out of it. Watch What Happens Live isn't happy with you. Andy isn't happy with you. The whole point is like to call people out and start this stuff to keep us talking. So he says, Kyle. And then Kyle says on Twitter, wasn't his show canceled? And wasn't he the first one voted off of traitors? I guess he wasn't. I didn't get that far. I can't even be offended. And then Reza wrote back, my show was canceled and I was eliminated first, but my sister and all my castmates still like me snap and thought that was a pretty fun exchange. And I think they're both a little bit right. Okay. This other girl from Juicy Scoop Obsessed. I love it when people give me credit. Jasmine said, Heather was literally talking about this a few weeks ago, that Christian Chenoweth does regret not suing after her severe injuries she sustained on the set of The Good Wife. And here's what she's saying in her own words. So I guess she did an essay about this. This is what I talk, I've talked about on the show many times. When I met Kristen Chenoweth on the set of Chelsea Lately, we're both Gamma Phi Betas and we talked. And this was shortly after she was on the set of Good Wife where she was a, a reoccurring character. A light fell on her head and she's a tiny little thing. And she was really injured. And we talked and she said, oh my God, I had to cancel like a $1 million world tour where I sing and do cartwheels. There's stuff I will never recover from. It was so horrible. And I said, did you get a big paycheck out of it? And she's like, no, because if I would have sued, then I think it would have really hurt my chances of getting other television shows. And I'm in talks shortly after I, I felt, this is what I recall. This is my memory. Okay. That there was talk that she would maybe get a variety show. Now, and I remember saying, wow, where's that variety show? You know, your team and your people lied to you. You only have one chance in these situations to sue. Well, now all these years later, no variety show. 
And she is saying, I really regret suing. Her dad told her to sue, but her team, meaning her agents and everybody, said you do not want to sue a big network like CBS. It will be career suicide. And now she's like, fuck it. I regret it. I don't care if CBS never hires me again. Yeah, because you never got that variety show. The point is, people, whether you're in entertainment or not, don't believe what these people say. Nobody is your friend. And if they're giving you advice, think about what they're getting out of it. And if she would have sued CBS and gotten $10 million, you know, her, her attorney would have gotten a portion of that, but her agent wouldn't have got a portion of it. Her manager wouldn't have got a portion of it. Her PR person wouldn't have got a portion of it. I'm guessing those three people were the team that said, don't sue. Where are those people? Luckily, she's still really successful, but now she's speaking the truth. Something I knew a long time ago. Okay, the spare book of Harry, we've talked about it at nauseum, but it is the number one most successful nonfiction book that has ever been sold. It is, has the most um, sales and absolutely not surprised everybody's talking about it. There are so many funny things about this book out there in the internet. And I fell for one the other day, which I, I have not read the book. So if this is actually a part of the book, I will die. But I thought it was at the moment. And it was a video of someone listening to the audio and it sounded just like Harry. And it was Harry telling a story where he was like, my brother was 12 and I was 10. We went with our mother, our grandmother, to Elpsty House or some like place. I was just, just as my head hit the pillow, I was so tired. My brother, William, got out of bed. We were sharing a room and he took my hand and he hit my face with it. And I said, stop it. And he said, I'm doing nothing. You're hitting yourself because he had taken my hand and making my hand hit my face. I said, I'm not doing it. He's like, yes, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. And anyway, I, I was listening to this. And because of all the ridiculous things that he has said about William, ripping on his, you know, shocking hairline and breaking the dog bowl and everything, I really thought this was put in the book. So I go immediately to my spare, Brandon, and he is crying laughing. And all the comments are like, oh my God, we played this game all the time. You know, like, what? I'm not. You're hitting yourself. Like, who didn't do that with their brother? Anyway, after I could not find any article written about this, I'm like, I think this was a parody thing. But the point is, it is really funny. But then I've seen other things where people have finished the book. They've really read it all. They haven't been like me that like read every headline from page six and seen little clips, but have not sat down and read it and said, my heart aches for... Harry, I'm so glad he spoke his truth. He is the only royal in the history of royals um, who has actually done his own memoir, you know, where someone else was writing it without their consent. There's been lots of books about Princess Diana, and, but this is his. So um, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, if I have the time, I maybe will read it and and maybe I will feel a different perspective. But I think we're all sick of hearing about his frostbitten penis. I don't think anyone needed to know that he and his brother were not circumcised. I think sharing the 
text between him, between she and Kate, uh, Megan and Kate, about the bridesmaids' dresses, where everybody has a story of being annoyed, whether you were the bridesmaid or your kid was a flower girl, or I mean, everybody has a wedding story like like theirs, which I didn't think was a really big beef. One thing I thought was interesting was how harsh she was with Camilla. And now that Camilla and Prince, um, I mean, King, the King, Charles have been married for a long time. Like, you know, that is who he wanted to be with. And they wouldn't let him marry her because she was divorced and they, his grandmother was not allowing it. And I'm like, if anyone you should be mad at is your grandma. Like, she was the one that set the precedent and didn't let King Charles marry who he wanted. So then he married Diana. And unfortunately, they were never in love. And therefore, he didn't treat her well because he was really in love with someone else. So the fact that Harry could marry whoever he wanted, nobody in, in the book said, don't marry Meghan. They may have said later on, she's difficult, whatever. Nobody said, don't marry Meghan. So I'm, I think in that way, he's a little insensitive to his dad's wife. My opinion. Okay. Um, Lisa Marie Presley will be buried at, um, at Graceland. Her three daughters will, the twins who are 14 and Riley will inherit Graceland. Um, very, very sad about her having a heart attack and dying. My question is... Will there be an autopsy when there isn't, when someone doesn't think someone was like murdered? This is my question for the legal people. Like they're telling it's cardiac arrest, but do we know that? Like, and because if I was her mom, I, that's the story I would want. So if I'm not issuing any kind of autopsy to see, wow, was there a mix of medication? Was there something else going on? Was there something that she didn't intend that happened or whatever. If I don't ask for it just because she's a famous person, I mean, and like, I don't think that someone can just, you know, I don't think that autopsies are just issued unless there's really like a murder investigation or unless the family asked for it. So I don't know that we'll ever really know what was going on there. Cause she didn't look great. She didn't look very well at the Critics' Choice and, you know, what did she die break a broken heart? Was this a chronic condition? I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever really know the truth was, you know, we'll see. And for sister wives, you guys, there is a big opportunity for you. Mary is back offering her exciting women empowerment retreat at her bed and breakfast. Okay, so she said it, and I just want to say what it what it includes. It includes um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days, and like another meal, two to five activities, but we don't tell you what they are. So it could be two activities, it could be five, but you don't know what it is. It's about making friends, relaxing, and rejuvenating at which right after Valentine's Day. I can't go. Okay, I have my own girls' weekend with my sorority sisters that weekend, and I will be in Scottsdale. Can some, if you decide to go, you are, I'm inviting you to come on Juicy Scoop to tell me about it. There's three tiers, $4,000, you get it, but you have a private or shared room uh, in a location near 
Lizzie's heritage, heritage, heritage Inn. You don't get to stay there. You have to go find some other place or maybe they help you find it. For 5000 you do get a room by yourself at Lizzie's Heritage Inn. And for $6,000, you can bring a friend and share one room together at the Heritage Inn. This includes some baked goods in the morning and, like I said, two to five activities. I don't know if you're going to have to sign an NDA. If you go to this, you will be invited to come on Juicy Scoop to tell me about it. I don't know where this money goes, but people are thinking it's going to Cody's lips. They, <laughs> There's a photo here on my YouTube. Please subscribe if you'd like to. Please do. You can watch and see the videos. They look a lot fuller. They look a lot fuller, which tells me, you guys, are the most real of the real reality stars, are they going towards the other reality stars? Are we going to start seeing giant teeth? Are we going to start seeing lip injections? Are we going to start seeing Botox and some other things that we have never seen these women do? It's starting with Cody, you guys. Um, I mean, he already dyed his hair blonde and got a perm. So what's next? And now for such a juicy story. You've heard about Dirty John's. Have you heard about a Dirty Jane? Well, I talked to the cheese gal. That's her name on the internet. She has such a juicy story about a woman who infiltrated her single dad's life that is unbelievable. And she tells the story so well. And I asked lots of good questions. And it's real juicy. So here we go. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have a really juicy story with a fabulous gal. It's the cheese gal. But she has more uh, juicy things going on in her life besides just her fabulous presence on the internet where she kind of created this whole cheese and wine great um, Instagram and TikTok. Um, welcome, Courtney. Courtney LaCourt. Thank LaCourte. you so much. What? Yes. Court By the LaCourte. way, Courtney LaCourt. Yes. Is that what your married name? name? That's Is my that... married name. Yeah. Courtney wow, LaCourte. that's pretty cute. Um, Honestly, hard to forget that one. Yes. And you're in Nashville, right? I am. I'm actually in my husband's. He's a producer and songwriter. I'm at his place today because I figured this is like best acoustic setup. Oh, good. Good. Um, okay. So, you know, you were brought to my attention and I went and watched your whole story, which you originally, um, I guess, told in pieces on TikTok and then yes. put it together in a story highlight. Right. Um but it's a very fascinating situation that I don't think we've heard enough about. Obviously, people know I was obsessed with Dirty John. I've done lots of Dirty John stories. And I have said on the show, you know, there's been Dirty Janes for years and gold diggers and, mm -hmm. and what have you. But I think that's somewhat more acceptable or men are even that much more embarrassed by it. Mm -hmm. And we just don't hear about it. And what's interesting about your story is this happened to your father, and I actually have a friend, um, you know, that has some similar concerns since her mother passed. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's amazing about your story, which we're going to hear in a minute, is being in that position of, you know, being the, the child of a senior 
who has never dated, never been on apps, met his wife at 25, whatever, and whether they're widowed or happily divorced or vice versa, Mm -hmm. it's a very difficult position to be in as the child and then in your situation. So why don't you just start from the beginning and what your parent situation was and, you know, the dynamic in the family? Right. Well, exactly to your point, finding yourself in the situation as the child is a whole it's a whole thing. So my parents were married for 36 years, I want to say. Got divorced in 2020 um, and both started dating. And oh my God, I, watching your parents swipe left or right, like it's their damn job. Is a, oh my, that was interesting. But you know, it's hard to watch your dad, especially when he takes it so hard. He's dating and just heartbroken. And finally one day, about a year and a and, half. And when you say he was heartbroken, he was heartbroken. Do you feel that the divorce was more wanted more your mom's doing so he didn't yes. want it he didn't want it but they both mutually agreed they're like oil and water like nothing necessarily bad happened uh not one person cheated or anything but you know it's just it was just better for everyone but yeah my dad took it harder he's depressed still trying to date trying to find someone like my mom and, and as you a, as you sorry as you as the daughter you were you surprised by the breakup is this something that you no. often wondered about in high school and college and like when are the two of you just going to be smart enough to call an attorney or what were your oh, thoughts oh yeah i i've been begging them for okay. 10 plus years please guys get divorced we all love each other but we're all such a tight knit family and you know we're all so religious and i think that had a part to play you know, in the Bible Belt, how that is. It's kind of like people look down on divorce, you know, in yeah. the church anyway. So I think they stay together for a while because of that. Um, okay. You so, know, conti- so your dad is now getting out there and he does the apps. Out there. And He's what apps. apps does he do? Oh, girl, they were doing Tinder. They were doing Bumble. They were naming off apps I didn't know existed. Okay. Like, uh, isn't there like one for older people? Like, uh-huh. what is it called? Our time. It's something. It, it, that's time. probably one he was on, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, my God, he was on all of them, as was my mom. Um, but she was doing a lot better than he was in about a year and a half after their divorce. This is when we find out about, we call her Kathy in the story. Calls to tell me he met somebody. And I, at this point, I'm so thrilled because he had been so heartbroken. And it was really hard to watch him go through that. And he's like, she's wonderful. All the same interest. She's this, she's that. And I go, really? Like, what kind of interest? And he starts listing out things like bass fishing western movies acoustic guitar and i'm like huh that's very specific dad okay but you know great sounds good how, how old does she tell me about her she's 49 and i was like okay a little bit of an age gap at this point how? my dad's like 66 67 okay so you know but you know i feel like at a certain age like it doesn't matter yeah 18 years that's not it's crazy not that, it's not like yeah. she's 25 okay right right but, and then he also tells me uh, a little bit about her background. She's a survivor of domestic abuse. She's writing a book. She's had all these crazy husbands, been married twice. And they were both crazy and abusive and this, and she's writing a book and telling her story. And I'm like, wow, okay. She's overcome a lot. Like, that's great. Three weeks into them dating, he literally, I get off the phone with him, with, he, with him telling me it's pretty casual. And then my sister and I see that they are, One hour later, Facebook official saying, I love you, posting all these pictures of them, like basically making out, bless. And I'm just like, (laughs) not ready for this. It's 10 a.m. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So. 
Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Maybe this is meddling or not, but my sister and I were like, we're calling a family meeting, okay? Like, this is too much, too soon. We're worried about you, Dad. And it's only your sister and you, right? Only only the two of us. Okay. Uh, we're very close. She's a little bit younger than me. Um, and so we called Dad up and we're like, we love you. We're excited for you. We're a little concerned that this is moving a little bit too fast. You've been with Mom for forever. And I, we just want you to be careful. And he assures us everything's fine. It's all good. And we're like, all right. The next day, Heather, literally one day later, I go to get a little nosy, look up Kathy on Facebook. Can't find her. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Maybe she deactivated her account. That's probably what she did. So I call up my sister and I'm like, hey, can you see Kathy on Facebook? And she goes, yeah, I've always been able to. She's like, wait a second. I don't see her. And I go, the bitch blocked us. She blocked us. And I go, this is so bizarre. I'm like, wait a minute. This can't be right. My dad's girlfriend, who we've never met, blocks us on Facebook. Okay. And you've never met her because how uh -oh. far are you living apart? So we're in Nashville dad? and they're in Texas. So, you know. Yeah. Two hour flight, 10 hour drive. Um, yeah. And uh, we call him and we're like, hey, did your girlfriend block us on Facebook? And he goes, listen, honey, it was to protect you. And we're like, excuse me protect protect me from what dad that's such an odd response and he ends up actually admitting that it was a knee-jerk reaction after a fight that they had and I said to him right then and there I go dad that is a really strange like reasoning or reaction to a fight you guys had to block your daughters that's odd we hang it's up the phone. it's really odd because it's odd. I, would, I would think anybody in that position mm-hmm that is trying to likes likes an older guy and is trying to like maybe marry them or whatever. Yeah. Their whole thing would be like, you know, and maybe this would also be a red flag. I want to meet your daughters. Oh my God, I love kids. How old are their children? You're such a great grand. Like, you know, so it's like the complete mm -hmm. weird opposite of that, that like she wouldn't want to try to like kiss your ass. Right. No, so yeah. that's what I would think, especially after being married for so long. Like, yeah. here's a new woman. I, I mean, that's what I would do anyway. Yeah. So you're right. Uh, so we're like, Dad, that's really weird. We hang up the phone, and I'll never forget, this is the first time I ever say out loud. I look over to my, at my husband, and I go, something's wrong. I can just tell you. I can feel it in my gut. He's like, I just think she's being bitchy. I go, no, mm -mm, I feel it, and I can't explain it, but let's see. So she unblocks us after, I guess, they talk. Facebook plays a larger part in the story, unfortunately, that I would enjoy. But anyway, a few months goes by and we start getting calls. Uh, my mom and I and my sister start getting phone calls from family friends saying that a woman named Kathy friended them on Facebook. 
They didn't know who it was. They click on it, click on a profile. They see that she's dating my dad, like very clearly dating my dad. And they're like, this is so odd. I mean, we're getting from old family friends, uh, people I went to middle school with. I mean, just the most strange collection of people. I'm like, this is so bizarre. I go to click on her Facebook profile. We had only one or two mutual friends when she and dad started dating. We now had over 50. And I start looking through this mutual friends list and I quickly realize these are not people that were on my dad's friends list. These are people that were mainly on my friends list. And he had just been undergoing like hip surgery or knee surgery. So while he's laid up on painkillers, she's going through my Facebook friends. list. I'm like, what is the point here? What, you know, this is so strange. So call dad tell him what's going on. And he also seems really concerned. And he lets me know that Kathy is out getting his medication so he can talk for a minute. We're talking. He's like, what? This is so odd. I go, dad, she's even friending people I dated. Like, what the hell? And he goes, I don't know. This is really it. As he's talking, I hear the door chime go off like she's back home. And he goes from talking to me like this to, oh yeah, baby, sounds great. Absolutely. We'll talk later. Okay. And I'm like, and I'm like, dad, are you okay? And he goes, I don't want World War III. I do not want World War III. And I'm like, all I'm imagining is your dad laid up with like his leg and he's like incapacitated and fucking yeah. Kathy Bates literally comes back from the misery. <laughs> That's exactly what this feels like. God. So yeah. I'm just like, shit. Okay. We hang up and I'm like, are you okay? Because then I start to realize he's afraid of her. And that's the first time, I mean, my dad's an Italian stallion, okay? He's a strong man. I've never in my life heard my dad with that tone of voice. So I fire off a text and I'm like, are you okay? Are you safe? I'm saying things like that to him because it scared me so bad. And he's like, I'm fine. I just don't want to deal with a fight with her. I'm like, I understand, but please understand that I'm not going to reach out and send her a message. Now, at this point, I know she's helping him recover. <clears throat> yeah. Is she, has she moved herself in or what's going completely. on? She's completely living there. No job, no car. Fully living with my dad and living off of him. And uh, I think they're did, four months in. Where did she say she was even coming from to him? Did she ever have an apartment or a home? That's a great question that I don't have an answer to. I have no idea. I mean, see, I never got to know that part of the story i mean my dad just said it was a whirlwind romance so she moved in pretty quickly mm. um i think just what's a... so crazy about the apps you know mm -hmm. is that because you're not meeting someone through friends or through work or through whatever mm -hmm. they really can and especially when you you're older you really can tell whatever story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you want and 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 then i always remember my friend dated someone who turned out to be a sociopath. But she said the same thing. This is when we're like in our 20s. And she's like, oh my God, it's the greatest. I like jelly bellies. He likes <laughs> jelly bellies. Like it was the most, oh my God. Like littlest things. Like, yeah. Like very unique, just like the bass. Fit. Like it's one mm -hmm. thing to be like, hey, we're both adventurous mm -hmm. or we're both outdoorsy. The people, yeah. Or we're both the people that want to land or cabana for the entire vacation. We have that in common. But to be yeah. so specific, like, John not Wayne just fishing, movies. not just fishing, but the bass fishing, the bass yeah. fishing and the Western yeah. movies and court, you know, but I love John Wayne. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's almost like she saw yeah. a Facebook profile. Right. Right. OK, so, so uh, you're worried about this exchange on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then what? So we hang up. I send him the text and I'm like, listen, I understand that you're not going to say anything to her, but I am going to because this is making us all feel very uncomfortable. She was even fretting my mom's best friend's 
and their sons. Like, do you see? It just was like. And at this point, had you talked to your mom about it? Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing is we're a very close family. Mom and I and even my dad was still close with my mom at this point. So uh, it, it, and what was your mom difficult. thinking? Was she oh, concerned or not concerned? Right away concerned. Right away. From the first time she blocked us. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, she was even one to make some some suggestions for some of the actions we took later on in the story. Um, but, yeah, so I just like I'm going to send her a Facebook message. So I said, Kathy. A Facebook message, my first time to ever really speak yeah, to are her. Yeah, are you able to do that even though you've been blocked? She unblocked us at this oh, point. Okay. Right after she, like, Dad and I had that conversation. Okay. He had, he had her unblock us. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Anyway, so I'm like, hey, Kathy, listen. I know we got started off the wrong foot with you blocking us, but I, uh, I, we're getting all these texts and calls. I kind of go into the story and I'm like, we're, we're trying to understand where you're coming from. Also, please stop. It's making people uncomfortable, including my mom and I and my sister and, you know, talk to you soon. And I'm fully expecting her to come back, explain, apologize what any normal person would do. No, she comes out swinging, like out the gate. The first sentence is, hi, Courtney. I don't give a shit if you're your sister like me. I'm the one here taking care of your dad goes on I love him more than you do you're causing him so much stress you're going to give him a heart attack that's the first time she ever makes that comment to me is you're going to give him a heart attack um important to note and then she signs off the best part is peace love and blessings Kathy I respond okay so that's how you want to play it got it Roger that. And again, look at my husband. I go, something is wrong. I can't feel it. I need to figure Wait, out. Wait, is that says. what you write back? Is that how you I, want to play I, it? I okay. literally just, I, oh yeah, that's all I said. Okay, so all that's right. how you want to play it. Got it. That's in the message. She doesn't respond. Okay. Um, I take screenshots of that message, send it to my dad so he could see clearly what was said. Nothing could, could be twisted. And I don't hear back from him for um, over a month 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 and a half we don't talk and that's a big deal for our how family. Like, what do you mean he's not taking your calls or what not taking my calls but so it's just going to voice sister no he just wasn't calling me back or wasn't texting oh. me back he might have one word responded to a couple of things like it was my daughter's birthday over some over that time that we weren't talking so i think he said happy birthday charlotte or things like that but not not really talked at all but he was talking to my sister Okay. Um, not talking to his brother. So then you start to see that the alienation right. is going into further. So she's isolating him. And I am doing, you know, all I know to do on the internet, looking up her name. And all that I can find is an old, like, local uh, TV interview where she's talking about how she's a survivor and how she's going to write this book and what up raising awareness about um, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And then the only other thing that I see is that she was a missing person. A couple of years back, uh, but there was no resolve or no ex explanation as to why. It just said she was reported as a missing person, and then she was found. And so you're like, okay, this is really and, and there were no details of how she was found. Mm -mm. So this is like a Sherry Papini situation. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so oh my God. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. So Dad and I don't talk, and there was one day I'm like sitting in the Target parking lot, parking lot, and I'm just thinking about him. I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna call him again call him he picks up and it's the first time he's picked up but he quickly lets me know i'm on speakerphone and i'm like i'm like perfect because <laughs> there's something that i want to say that i want her to hear um and i just said dad i love you so much and i don't know why i said this but i said i've been pr 
praying for your protection every single day. Please call me when we can talk alone. And I hear him take this really big sigh and I can feel the tension. Oh, you know when you can feel that you can cut it with a knife and it's over the phone. And he just says, I love you too, Court. We'll talk soon. We hang up. And I fire off a text immediately. And I said, dad, please, please, please call me whenever we can talk alone this week. And he responds with, no, I'm committed to Kathy, honey. And that's when I realized he's not allowed to talk to me without her in the room. That was my first realization of, oh my God. So red alert, obviously. I'm like, holy shit. This just went from zero to 100. Um, I'm like, I call my mom and my sister and my aunt and my, I'm talking with all of our like close family at this point. Cause we're all getting very concerned. And then this just took it up a notch. And I'm like, who do I talk to? Who is, who has met her? And the only person at this point or people that had met her at this point are, um, our close family friends. We're going to call them Larry and Sally. Um, we've been friends for over 30 years. They're like second parents to me. And they had gone on double dates with dad and Kathy. Cause they live near your dad. They live near my dad and for whatever reason, she must have not felt threatened by them or something, or they're also well off. So when you start to put the dots together, you're kind of like, oh, I think maybe they were her next mark or something. And I'm curious, were they fond of her prior to hearing about this? Because I'm imagining she was probably, oh, so sweet to the wife or let me help you in the mm -hmm. kitchen and probably lying about her past and yeah. how relatable she is to their lifestyle. She had gotten very close with mm -hmm. the wife. Um, in fact, she was even like training her in the gym and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So they were like spending a lot of time together. Uh, Larry said he always felt a strange like thing he couldn't put his finger on. Um, so as we're on the phone, so back up, I just sped ahead. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to talk to them. I call their daughter first that I am friends with. And I tell her what's going on. And she's like, holy shit, Courtney. And I go, I know she was, you need to talk to my parents like right now. So we set up a call, hop on the phone with everybody. And they're like, they, they said, we had no idea. He hasn't told us that there have been any problems with you guys at all. Um, I guess Kathy had made a couple of comments about me and there being something with me uh, that was negative, but I don't remember exactly what it was. And he says, you know, the strangest thing about this whole thing is that I know your dad and how much he loves his girls. Like he loves y'all more than life itself. So for me, that's the biggest red flag that he would allow anybody to come in, you know, and kind of cause division. And um, then I bring up the Facebook thing about how we had all these mutual friends on Facebook. And he goes, huh, while we're on the phone. Let me check my Facebook friends. So he gets on his Facebook. They have over 60 mutual friends now at this point. He goes, Courtney, we had one or two when they started dating. So she went and befriended their whole social circle. Yes. People. Okay. So he's in his seventies. He said people that I went to elementary school with. So you're like, what? And he goes, okay. So just to do like a little tester, he said, we're actually supposed to go out with them tonight. I'm going to say the name of this guy that's here in, here in town, that's very wealthy. I'm going to say it in front of her so she hears me and let's see what she does. Okay. She tells me the next morning, she took the bait. She friends that person too. And I'm also like, who are these people that are just accepting friend requests from people they don't know? Like that's also strange to I, me, I think that's also right? kind of an older person thing because I don't yeah, think it true. happens that much. True. And they're like, okay, looks okay, like cool. a normal person. Mm -hmm. or, or they go, oh, they know these people or like, you know, she lives in Texas now and whatever, mm -hmm. who cares? That's kind yeah. of what I think. So then we're like, okay, this is really strange. 
hang out with them and I am, uh, how can I, and it's not like I can just go to Texas and walk into his house. At this point, they're talking marriage. He is in so deep. He's barely speaking to me. I just knew we had to be strategic. It's just like an innate thing. I'm like, I know whatever I say to him, I just have to have some evidence to back up. So I've got to find out what is the dirt on this, on this woman. So my mom actually brings up, she's like, have you talked to his old singing partner? Dad, your, dad, your dad's old singing. Yes. Dad plays guitar around town, does these little gigs. So cute. You know, he's like basically retired. So he does it for fun. And he had the singing partner for like over a year that they would do these gigs. Well, they stopped singing around the time that Kathy entered the picture. So my mom goes, you need to talk to her, see if she knows anything. Sure oh, she's a female. Well, of course she wouldn't mm-hmm. like that. Of course. Of course. So I send her a message and I'm like, hey, girl, <laughs> sorry to bring this up, but I just lay, I'm like, I'm desperate. Have you met Kathy? And she responds back very quickly and is like, oh, I've met Kathy and she is insane. She goes, can I call you? And I go, please. So she calls me. She lets me know. She goes, I'm just going to tell you something. She goes, I love your dad, but that woman, like something is wrong with her. She goes, Courtney, um, like one of the gigs, one of the last gigs that they did, there was some sort of altercation that was started by Kathy. She goes, it was bizarre. She goes, I've never been spoken to like that as an adult. So she like lashes out at her. They stopped playing. Okay. A few months later, she says, this is over the summer now. She receives a Facebook message from a profile that looks to be Kathy. In fact, the name is like whatever her Kathy Jones. But when she goes to click on the profile photo, she sees it's Kathy's mugshot. And in the bio, it says something like, gold digger, do not trust. She'll take all you have and accuse you of assault. And so it's like a warning Facebook. So if you go to look up her name, that's what would pop up. And wait, so somebody sent that to her? Someone sent this to the singing partner. Because and that whoever that person that she wronged before knew that Kathy was involved in this circle of people. With, okay. with my dad, probably. Got Because they would post all these videos. And so she opens up the message and the message is like, Hi, saw you know, you know, Greg, and we're, she, uh, Kathy is not to be trusted. She ruined my friend's life, framed him, accused him of assault, stole all his money. So then we have that message and she's like, do with this information what you will. Um, But, you know, it also said, I have no skin in the game, but thought I would pass this along to you. And so, you know, she's telling me this information. I said, can you screenshot that and send it to me right now while we're on the phone? So while we're on the phone, she screens, she sends it to me. And then I fired off to my best friend and her husband and my husband as well. But he's inside taking care of the kids, you know, so he's busy. Um, And she tells me, I'm so sorry. I didn't reach out sooner. I just didn't want to be involved. This is all really crazy and like no hard feelings. So we hang up and I call my best friend and she goes, Courtney. We, while you're on the phone, we look into, she goes, have you seen the mugshot? And I go, no. She goes, first of all, shows the date of arrest is in January of this year. At this point, we are in October. This is of 2021. So nine months prior. Her last name is different on the mugshot. And so we did a background check or a quick little thing on the new last name. And all of these things pop up from, I mean, her criminal record starting in 1989. She has 20-something, I actually went back, 20-something different spellings of different names. Like, she would always keep her first name, but change her last name and then would 
change out by one letter. So it just all these different things, uh, a burner phone number, been married four or five times and told my dad she'd been married twice. Um, you can see there's multiple mugshots where we were able to pull up. I mean, just all of these things. You can see that she's been incarcerated, but you can't really see where or the details of that. Just lots of stuff for theft. And we're like, holy shit. Theft, this was like it. Theft like... Um like a fraud thing like bad checks and that type yes. of stuff or okay. yes yes then that's all we can see because when you kind of pull these general background checks and is you're she, not getting is she quite details. like attractive like what's her look wise is she like put I together mean, or plastic <sighs> surgery or what no she, i mean she was attractive attractive for sure but not not like you know Pamela Anderson or anything, right? Like, yeah, like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And my dad, my dad's an attractive guy too for 67. Um, so I think I don't know. So she's decently put together. She's been through a lot, which you can tell. And that's rude, but you can. Um, and so we get this bombshell of her background, and I'm like, holy shit! I freaking knew it. I knew it. I just it finally was this moment of like validation. If I'm not crazy, and then we're like, oh my god, we got to get to my dad. Um, so we hang up, I run inside, tell my husband and he's like, so we're driving to Dallas tomorrow. I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting in the car. We're throwing the kids in the car at the crack of dawn. Um, now my kids are going to be at my in-laws house. They were never involved in all of this. And we're going to do a surprise intervention. We knew if we gave her, she's a pro. So if we give her any chance to like get her shit together, like to manipulate him, to change Mm -hmm. the story. Yeah. Yeah. She's a professional criminal. So it's like, who knows what she would do. Um, so we don't tell my dad, but we, of course we're telling everyone that is in the loop. Uh, Larry and Sally are like, oh my God. Okay. Well, listen, let's host the intervention here. So we're driving in on a Monday morning. Uh, we get, or sorry, we're driving there. We get there late Monday night. He's like, they're supposed to come over tomorrow. So let's do it here. The whole plan is going to be, um, Hey, I just, after five minutes after they get there, Hey, I just got a call from court. She said she's coming over. It, it, something sounded like it was wrong. Is everything okay? Like they're going to kind of play that. And he just didn't want him to feel like he was ganged up on. And luckily actually Larry has a lifelong uh, career history in mediation. So he's like the perfect person to kind of host this and be neutral. And, um, and so on that drive, I am looking up every single thing I can about this woman. Okay. I'm looking, Oh, I am. She's gal, though, like private investigator gal. Okay, I missed my calling in right. middle life. That's what I should yeah. been. I'm looking. I'm finding all these Facebook groups that she had for raising awareness uh, for survivors, and then I find this one comment from this woman who's like, "Kathy, you owe me this much money. Uh, you're a fraud." Da, 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 da. I'm like, "That's who I need to talk to." <laughs> so I send her a message. And she thankfully responds back and is so kind. And she goes, oh, yeah, she's a complete fraud, lies about all these things. She owes me thousands of dollars, said she needed the money to go to some charity event, never went to the charity event. She was always paying her bills, like the whole thing. Um, and she gives me even more information for inmate numbers at different places she's so been she could to. just charm anybody, anybody. men and women got yes. a girlfriend met a friend got mm-hmm. the friend thinking yeah she you know i'm gonna help this woman i'm her girlfriend we bond she must have some charm or some fun personality and then Has to. and then it probably takes you know a, a, you know a while for someone mm-hmm. to realize who they're with 
Yeah, you know, definitely. And I, that's the crazy thing is too, is my dad was in such a vulnerable place. Like you meet someone like Kathy when you're healthy, you may not be as inclined to like kind of go along with this, but he was in such a bad place. I mean, you know, so right. Bless. Um, and so we end up finding out all of these things, uh, even more stuff. Um, and then we have this plan in place that the next day she's going down. <laughs> I mean, truly, I, the second we get to my in-laws, I'm printing out papers. I'm getting folders together because I'm like, this is going to be a freaking presentation. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Like, we're going to do this because I knew my dad had to see it. Yeah. You know, have it in front of him. Um, print out her mug shots and all of that. And then we get a call uh, the next morning, early afternoon. Larry tells me, he's like, listen, I forgot a little detail. And that's that Kathy like packs. She carries a gun with her because her ex-husbands are always stalking her and out to get her. So, so she and your dad actually go to the gun range all the time. And she's an incredible shot. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> Chris and I were like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, do we do this? This is, this is different. This is everything has escalated, but then we're also like, but my dad's life could potentially right. be in danger too. If you know, so I'm talking to uh, Larry and Sally's daughter and she suggests hiring this like bodyguard that she'd used for events or whatever. She's like, I mean, he's great. And here's his number and let's see if he's available. And he was available he asked for like a quick rundown of everything. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, this is a damn lifetime movie. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Um, and then we have the plan in place. Meet him later that afternoon. It's like a few minutes before we go in the house. I actually were you like, and Were you so like nervous oh. or excited or both or what? Heather, I, even when I talk about it, I have a pit in my, it's like this pit where you're, nervous and it's like adrenaline and you're just like I felt this sounds so dramatic but I felt like I was literally going in a battle to fight for my dad I knew her claws like I, were just sunk in and it was gonna were take you ever miracle. thinking were you ever thinking like different scenarios like what if your dad was just full in the cult mm -hmm. and oh, was yeah. just like no she's the love of my life get the hell out you you, you actually like rolled that in your head too to of what fully the like worst case scenario Fully prepared for that. Uh, and that was, that was hard too. And yeah. actually something I didn't say on Instagram uh, or TikTok, that's a detail. There's so many details of the story that I forget sometimes, but one detail was he called me. He called me in the middle of the day. He hadn't called me in months on his own and he yeah. was in the car and he just was telling me how much he loved me. And it was so hard. He was, and he was alone when he did that. And he was alone. Yeah. I get, uh, sometimes it's a little and emotional. When, just and when you had so that- when you had that call, were you like, mm -hmm. dad, I just don't think this woman's right for you. Or did you just take the love and like, let him be? I took the love and I said one or two things, but I pretty much let it, I let it be because I, again, I knew I couldn't say over the phone, here's all the evidence I have that she's not who you think she is. I knew I still had to see him. Um, because he was so, and, and he even told me on the phone, he was like, listen, I want you guys to try to work it out because we are going to get married. And so he's done. <gasps> I'm like, oh shit. Oh, in fact, in fact, the words were, we are all but married is what he told me on the phone. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm praying she's not on the will on the house on. Right. The, that's where my mind is going. Cause you're starting to put the dots together of, oh, she's 
a con. <laughs> That's probably yeah, and what then is you'll never here. get rid of her. Yeah, once he marries her, you'll never get mm-hmm. rid of her. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, we're a few minutes before the whole intervention, and I am sick to my stomach, feeling like I could throw up. I actually have a video. I don't know why I took it, but my husband and I are in the car, and I'm like documenting i'm like this woman named da, 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 here's what's going on and i go through it all i think just so we could have it in case shit hit the fan and we ever right. need some sort of i don't know and then we go in and um sally opens up the door gives me a big hug she whispers in my ear she was freaking out when she heard you were coming mm. and i was like oh i bet i bet so and she tells us they're in the office and waiting for us so God, ugh, this part gets me so. There are things when I impersonate Kathy, it, I feel crazy doing it, but like this, this is how she was. There were facial expressions and tone, voice inflections and it changes. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. My husband, I mean, and we all witnessed this. That's the craziest thing. So I walk into the office. Larry is behind his desk. Dad and Kathy are straight ahead. <clears throat> First, I hug Larry. I see my dad and he just looks sheet white, sheet white. He looked terrified. And that's my first time I'm ever meeting her. Walk a little bit past her. She's not there to me. And I just give my dad the biggest hug I have ever given him ever. And um, just said, I'm, I, I got you. I love you so much. That's all I said. And I just look at her stone cold. Uh, I'm going to need a few minutes with my dad, if you'll excuse us. She looks at me. Daggers in her eyes. I mean, all of us have talked about it since the daggers in her eyes. Absolutely. Like that. Sure. Mm. Oh. Yeah. She leaves, goes with Sally. Poor Sally. She really (laughs) holds this part of the story down. MVP. Um, They go out there and we quickly realize that there's a fireplace that kind of goes into the living room. So it's office and the living room's fireplace. So we're like, we got to go to another room so she can't hear us. And my dad is like, Courtney, what is going on? What's happening? Um, And I pass out the folders. Again, it's a presentation. And I'm like, I love you so much, dad. In fact, I love you so much. We threw the kids in the car yesterday morning, drove here to tell you that she is not who you think she is. And that's when I open up the folders and I had it strategically placed so that the first thing he would see is her most recent mugshot. The first thing out of his mouth is, no, 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 I knew about this because, okay, her ex-husband tried to frame her. He injured himself, had her arrested. It was this whole, and I go, dad, that's like, that's not true. So so this arrest was that she was, she, uh, did domestic violence on her ex yeah she was was... the one that was violent yes got it Mm -hmm. okay um and so but he knew about that one because she was you know she was framed right i go okay well look at look at the next two dad and then here's her record and then here she did time here and here and i've talked to this person that person her phone number is is a burner phone he goes well i know that that's because you know, her exes are crazy, Courtney. And I'm like, okay, dad, I go, I need you to understand that this whole thing, everything that she's told you is a lie. This is not true. She is not who, you know, you think that she is. And he just, you can just see him sink down and his face goes white. And he's like, oh my God. Um, and it takes him a minute because he's like still kind of defending some of the things, you know, because he'd been brainwashed for six months. Right. By the way, all this happened in six months. 
Wow. <laughs> she was very efficient, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. um, finally, you know, it comes down time to like, what are you going to do? How do you feel about this? And he says, I mean, I have to be done. Um, oh, what a relief that must have been in that moment. Oh my God. I cried. Oh, it's bald. But I still knew like, she's still out there and living in his home. How are we going to get her out? How are we going to get her in this house? And also how are we going to get her out of my dad's house? And then so, what about the gun thing? He told me that she had changed her purse that day. So Bob, the bodyguard, by the way, is not in the house. He is outside of the house. Cause I, I don't know. We just felt if we walked in with the bodyguard, that just would have set a tone that maybe didn't need to be set yet. But he was literally outside the front door waiting so, on a text for me or from noise. So you were 100% she didn't have a gun with her? Not 100%. Okay. No, I wasn't. Until dad said that she changed purses. Okay. They like went, they like went to work out or something. You know how that is. You grab something smaller, yeah. something bigger. So she changed her purse. And I was, But also the purse was in the car. So even, oh. if, even if maybe, at least it's locked away in the car and he had the keys. Okay. Um, but he's just like pretty out of it at this point. And we're like, are you ready? And he's like, I'm ready. So we go out there and, uh, she is, you can just tell wheels are turning. What, what do they know? And she's trying to do like a little bit of small talk. My dad sits down and my husband, who I always joke is like a gentle giant. I've known him for 12 years, never has been rude to a single person. (laughs) He just says, cut the bullshit, Kathy. We know everything. Like we're done. You're done here. What What are you talking about? What? I, I can explain. And we're like, you don't even know what you're explaining. And my dad just goes, is this true? And we, you know, bring it. She goes, I will not be accused of something I haven't done. And he goes, these aren't, con- these aren't accusations. These are convictions in the court of law. Okay. Puts down the folder. <laughs> she sees the folder and she, I can explain all of this. You know, she's flipping. I, I can explain. Okay. This and she's like grasping. And we're like, okay. And I forget exactly what my husband says, but he says something to piss her off. And this is the first time it's like her neck turned and this voice comes out where she literally says, I'm sorry, I'm going to cuss, but she goes, shut the fuck up, you fat ass in front of everybody. And we're like, (laughs) what? Yeah. Just, but like deep voice angry eyes after with her little sweet Southern bell, the moment like the exorcism or something, literally we should have brought a priest, not a bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was so bizarre. Um, And then that's when that was the beginning of this sort of strange uh, in and out of that voice. And she was going after me telling me my dad didn't love me. I was going to, she always said something about me giving him a heart attack. She kept saying that over and over and over. You're going to kill your dad. His blood's going to be on your hands. And you're like, what the and my dad is sitting across the room just head in his hands completely he is not with us like you can tell he is just overloaded um and he has had some heart problems uh 2011-ish like went into cardiac arrest and all these things so we do have to be careful with him with stress that was another component that I had to think about but um we I go I run over to him and I'm like dad are you okay are you okay? And he's just sheet white. And so Sally runs to get the blood pressure cuff. We take his blood pressure. It's like 206 and going up. And so we're like, okay, do we need to call an ambulance in the middle of this like intervention or whatever's happening? And she's still going in on me at the same time. No. So um, at this point, she's like, not like, honey, you don't feel good. She's not even focused on it. No, no. She, she's going, see, you're going to kill your dad. You're going to, uh. I mean, just like, oh, and then she starts chanting to me, Jezebel. 
calling me Jezebel. Jezebel, you're like Jezebel, Jezebel. And I'm like, oh my God. Like all of us, Chris, what is the story? Wait, point. what is the story of Jezebel? Jezebel, it's like a biblical story where I believe, wasn't she the one that like killed the king, made the king fall in love with her and killed the king? Yeah. I feel like, like it that. was like something sort of She was sexy. evil. Yes. Evil she, it, sexy, it was like enticing, yeah. like an enticing evil yeah. thing with bad plans. So the fact yeah. that she was calling me Jezebel was really interesting. Um, and so I'm just looking at her. I'm like, okay. And my sister's on her way at this point. She was flying in from San Diego where she lives. And, um, so dad is like, I have my nitro pills with me that I'm going to take and don't call the ambulance, please. I just want to go lay down. And we're like, okay. So we take him back. We all stop for a minute. Cause I mean, at this point, I mean, it's very combative. I mean, I'm like, oh my God. So he lays down. His blood pressure starts coming down and then just all this, you know, fighting keeps going on. And my sister gets there and walks into the house. It's like, where is she? And, you know, she's looking right at Kathy and Kathy goes in on me again. And Christine hadn't seen it yet. And she goes, Kathy, you've got a lot of nerve. It looks like you just got out of a frying pan with bacon grease. Okay. Like, and that was the only comment out of the, I was like, where did that come from? She's like, I don't know. It's like the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, okay. But that was the only thing that shut her up the whole time. Um, and so we all got back into the room except for Kathy. Kathy's in the kitchen alone. I come out of the room like, you got to go. Like, I don't know what you need to figure out, but you, you got to go. And she is going through the kitchen drawers one by one, sort of like rattling through, like clanking around. And I realized she's looking for a knife. Like it was very clear. She looks at me with like the most, and of course, immediately I'm yelling for everybody and yelling for Bob, the bodyguard who comes, you know, comes in. And I'm like, this is what she was doing. She was, I wasn't looking for, I was looking for the trash or she makes up something like so obviously not true. I think she, she was probably trying to intimidate me or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, it all sort of eventually wraps up with her throwing the papers in my face one by one. This was one of my favorite comments of the whole intervention was, you cheese gal, you cheese fucking gal, throwing the paper. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on right now? Um, yeah. So and, obviously uh, she was, she had done enough research on you enough. to know that yeah. you, yeah, had this internet Yeah, presence. and I'm sure yeah. through my dad too, you know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it just, it was pretty gnarly. And she's saying things to me still like, you're going to kill your dad. She brings up the heart attack thing a lot, which is interesting. So now what do you do that night? Like, where does she spend the night? Do you, what, what happens now? She disappears. Totally disappears. She leaves the house. Leaves the house. No on foot. Leave. On foot. We go outside because it's a long sidewalk on both sides. Yeah. So we don't see anywhere she went. Um, of course, then everyone's freaking out. Is she hiding in the house? Is she at my dad's house? And I'm going right into defense mode. Dad, does she have passwords? Is she on your bank accounts? Is she on any credit cards? Is she, because I had strangely run into a few people a few weeks leading up to this, whose parent had been conned. Like one of the, mm. one of the, uh, girls that I randomly met, her dad's girlfriend burned all their family photos when they <gasps> broke up. So my mind is going there to like, oh my God. And I'm like, dad, does she have a key? And he's like, of course she has a key. You know, and so uh, we get to the house. My dad's doing better. He's still out of it. He said, I, he, he was like, I blacked out. But her purse is still in the car, locked, right? At this point. Or did you uh, give no, her your purse? No, she got her purse before okay. she left. But we did have the guys go through her purse first. Yeah. Um, 
And so she had her purse and it was not in there. Thank and God. no gun was in there. No gun. Mm-mm. Okay. So um, what happens that night? So we have the bodyguard come back to the house, clear the house. Cause we're like, I got to make sure she's not here hiding in the bushes or something. And we take everything valuable, put it in my dad's safe, take some of it with us. And we all go spend the night at my in-laws house. Um, and we're all just like recovering and going, including your dad, just, including, including your dad. my dad. Uh-huh. And he is so shaken up, bless him. Um, and so we're just kind of like talking about everything, trying to decompress. And then we all go to bed. Uh, and then the next morning, the guys wake up really early, go get ring cameras, install those. All the while, my sister and I start packing up for things. Now, my dad had talked to her son-in-law, which this is an interesting part. Like he was like decently close to the son-in-law. Why they didn't warn my dad or or say anything like that's the part that so she has a daughter she that has she's a daughter. in touch with yes Interesting. apparently it's an on and off relationship uh from what i understand but yeah my dad was like decently close with the son-in-law and so he they were communicating he was like the messenger he was like she wants her stuff and my dad's like gladly but no one's coming in the house we'll have it outside on the curb at this time or whatever so my sister and i are bagging up her things think that we're done packing things up and he goes, well, no, there's still all her research in the guest room. I'm like, research? Is she in school? Like, what, what do you mean? He says, well, what she likes to do with her spare time is she researches these various subjects, all sorts of things. It's like her thing. And I'm like, okay, Heather, I, 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 there's no way to adequately describe this. You walk in the guest room and the entire floor is covered, uh, dressers, chairs. There's these tote bags everywhere, like those grocery tote bags. Yeah. And you're like, what the the hell is this? Open one up. There's all these three ring binders about this thick subjects varying from, oh, God, we saw like world wars to biblical theology, theology to Judaism, to presidents, to all these different things and you open it up and it's all handwritten number one and number two it's she's writing like in third person on this day kathy discovered the truth of the world and then you can't track what she's saying beyond that uh i have a video of discovering the binders and it's like just shows yeah i saw that yeah crazy that makes me think of very like a beautiful mind psychotic like totally like she's definitely unwell yes and has you know, a schizophrenia or a psychotic break or something. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, or was going through an episode and got out of the episode, but, you know, would write, wake up in the middle of the night and write for 20 hours or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we find those and we're like, dad, he goes, oh, there's more in my storage. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, a truckload full. Of, and did she bring this to his house or she yes. accomplished? Oh, so she brings those everywhere well, she goes and well, then adds you know to what? them? I think she just adds to them. Yeah. Because if you think about it, they had been together for six months and he said she did that every day. Every day. That's what she, she didn't work. That's that's what she did was research. And um, he never really asked where this research is going. I mean, yeah, no, we, we boxed it all up. I should have taken a photo of the inside of it, but I didn't. Okay. So you put all the stuff out on the curb. Yep. He and comes son, to get it. The son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, I'm kind of starting to worry about like my safety because I'm like, okay, I was the ringleader for sure. Right, right. Um, but she stays away. She stays away. Dad doesn't hear anything for a couple of months. Now, is there anything with your dad in that 
you know, he's like, wow, I can't believe I trusted this woman yes. or I really miss her or what? What was his Definitely. thoughts? Like? I mean, he was, uh, I think he felt more embarrassed than anything. You know, how could I be so, he, in his words, how could I be so stupid? And I mm -hmm. said to him what I just said to you earlier, of just like, dad, you were in a vulnerable place. Like, this is not on you. This is on her. I think we have some key learnings here, though. You know, you see these but types I, of red the, flags. The thing with Dirty Johns and now Dirty Janes, mm -hmm. it's like, People are always so hard on themselves, and especially when they're not 18, you mm -hmm, know, they're mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, why why should you be mad at yourself that you met someone that thought you were fabulous? Yeah, exactly. Like that's what it should be. You felt so, like, loved. Yeah, mm -hmm. like oh, they loved everything. You had so much right. fun. It was so easy. They ate what mm -hmm. you ate. They wanted to go bass fishing. Like, why? Why should you be suspicious of that? Exactly. You know? And that's what's sad about it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That really is such a good point. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's where his headspace was. He was devastated, brokenhearted. But then a few months goes by and he finally hears from her via a 10-page letter, handwritten, of course. Okay. <laughs> the unpad stand brand. Um, and he said he stopped reading at page four. It basically was her trying to talk her way out of everything. And... Um, he didn't hear, he hasn't heard from her since, he tells me. But he did just recently get a Facebook message from one of her ex-husbands. And the opening part of the line was, hey, Greg, glad to see you survived the Black Widow. That's what he referred to her as. And since you have shared this story on your social media platforms, yeah. have you heard anything from her or anybody else? No, I have not. Mm -mm. And have you bothered... Do you even care to try to find out where she is or where she oh, went? Oh, I've I've definitely tried to keep tabs. I don't think she is uh, operating by the name that she was when she was with my dad. Because we still have a couple of friends that are friends with her on Facebook. And she has been inactive on that exact Facebook since the week that this all went down. So of I think course. something is. So it appears. Oh, something that I didn't mention that was interesting. And again, this is this part, definitely just my opinion on things. But after the intervention takes place, we all kind of like powwow the next morning and kind of talk about everything. I mean, because there was a definite moment where you're like, she is coming unglued, especially when I would kind of say, like, I see you. I see what you're doing. I mean, yeah, manic almost. And Sally said, you know, what was interesting, Courtney, she said to you a lot. You're going to give your dad a heart attack. She said. For a few months, when we've been alone having our girl time, she has said to me she was afraid that your dad was going to have another heart attack. So when my dad gets gets back from installing the ring lights, I asked him, have you had any heart stuff? Like, clearly, the night of you know, all that stress, like, that caused it. He goes, no, I've been fine. So, I mean, I, again, my opinion, but I just, I wonder if something more serious was going to happen. Like her messing with his medication or finding medication or Who something. Knows? She was pushing yeah. him to get married. Right. Well, once she got says. married, then she'd have everything. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. like a dirty John, like she's going from one person to the next, one right. scam to the next. Yeah. And, you know, she's just a psychotic liar. She's mm -hmm. just, you know. Mm -hmm. And the fact so, that her husband called her a black widow is like, oh, my God. So um, now did you, I'm guessing that you must have heard once you shared this story from women in the area that he lives, that is like, I'd love to oh, date your dad. Girl, 
daughters were sending me their mother's resumes. Okay. Especially yes, when I showed course. a photo, when I showed a photo of my dad, my dad's a really good looking guy for 66. I mean, you know, yeah. now. he looks great. And everyone's like, Oh my, people are saying he's a delf. Some girls yeah. my age were like, listen, I know that would be weird. I'm like, absolutely not. He is now dating and happy and has a great girlfriend. I've, d- I've done a background check. Um, She's <laughs> yeah. not a criminal. So we're good there. But um, I, I, I honestly shared this story. I know it's entertaining and it's like crazy and all these things, but like, I just kept running into all these people who had similar stories. Cause I sat yes. on it for a year yeah. for a full 12 months before I shared it. I shared it the, the, uh, the week of the anniversary of all this going down, um, on TikTok first. And Freaking crazy. obviously this is a great story. Is there anything that you, I feel like right from the start you were on it, mm-hmm. but looking back, is there anything that you wish that you would have done differently? Because I, I don't really know that you could have, to be honest. Yeah, I think you I kind really of, kind of played it right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could have. I've had a lot of people say, oh, if that were my dad, I would have been on a plane or the, the next second. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't, you also have to understand kind of my relationship with my dad was also so strained. It's not like you can just waltz into somebody's house who's brainwashed and say, hey, by the way, she's crazy. They're not going to believe you without the actual evidence. That's why I knew I had to wait. So I don't, I don't and think I, I would have. I even think even when you meet somebody, whether you're dating them or it's your friends, or mm-hmm. even when you meet somebody new, even when I have like that gut feeling, mm-hmm. there's still a natural part of me that's like, no, I know they seem cheesy or weird or douchey, mm-hmm. but no, they're actually like a really nice guy. But you kind of know, but you always knew that they didn't, mm-hmm. their job really didn't make sense or whatever. Right. But, but right. you're just being social and you're like, I don't want to be the... You know, I want to be that person that's like nice at the party. So I'm just going to roll, even though I know that this person is off. And so I think in your situation, that was that same thing. Like, I don't have a good feeling, but, you know, I'm going to hope for the best because I don't have anything. Yeah. I don't have the the mugshot DM. I don't have Mm -hmm. the stay away from Black Widow. Mm -hmm. You just kind of had a vibe. But, um, no, I think your story is really great because so many of us, uh, so many people are in that position to have mm-hmm. active senior parents that are mm-hmm. either widowed or dating who are yeah. meeting new people and just like, and the elderly, you know, are, you know, are, are an easier target. You know, that's why Jen Definitely. Shaw went for them. They really oh are because they grew up in an era where you, you believe what people mm-hmm. say, you you're not an internet sleuth. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, I just had someone send me something, um, posted or someone posted it who said, my dad said he's, uh, that he's dating this girl. And it was a screen grab of his conversation with the girl sending a photo of herself. Oh, no. And the photo was oh, brunette Lady Gaga from Star is oh, Born. Oh my God. But he doesn't he know t- that because he didn't go to the, he never <laughs> saw Star is Born movie. He and needs us. <laughs> so, right. So I think, I mean, I think this is yeah. really important. I almost feel like if you're providing nothing has happened, mm-hmm. you know, maybe play this with your parents when you're visiting them or mm-hmm. tell them the story or kind of like educate them on this or just say, mm-hmm. hey, let us be a guide. We're not yeah. out for you not to fall in love. Yes. But like, let us be a guide because, you know, this just happens so mm-hmm. much. And it happens all the time. Yeah. And that's been really wild just to see the response of people mm-hmm. then feeling like they can share their stories with me. And they are heartbreaking. Most of them 
oh, they don't have happy endings. In fact, someone ends up, you know, not alive anymore or their entire life savings gone, retirement gone. Just these stories have been so heartbreaking. And so that's why I decided to share it to my Instagram. Yeah. After I did TikTok, I, I guess I just with TikTok, I felt less vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing on there. And Instagram is a whole different um, thing. But yeah, I uh, I just wanted to raise awareness. This type of thing happens every single day, unfortunately. And it's like, to your point, we've just got to look after our parents who are maybe new to the dating world, haven't dated since they were in their 20s when the, the internet wasn't even around. So it's like it's right. a different game. And um, tell everybody where they can follow you because you really do put out great content. Thank you. And so everyone should follow you anyway because you do great recipes. You're funny and enticing. So tell everybody about it. Thank you. It. Okay. So I am Cheese Gal on Instagram. Cheese Gal. Uh, yeah, cheese Gal. Yeah. Like, I need that as a, as a as one of those like sounds, a sound bite. Yeah. That's what yeah. I need to do. Uh, so I'm Cheese Gal on Instagram. I am Cheese, C-H-Z Gal on TikTok. And I am launching a YouTube hopefully later this week early next week a new channel where i do like longer format recipes and fun and you know so so you got yeah you you do a lot of recipes but you kind of got started with doing these charcuterie boards boards, and and ways to do it and everything Mm -hmm. but i saw you just did like a cocktail the other night so it's a little of everything and really good great job thank you i have so much thank you for having me oh yes thank you thank you for coming on yeah If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.